0: This is Cambridge Judge Business School's Online Knowledge Centre, with expert commentary, analysis
1: and insights into the issues of the day. In the first interview of this mini-series, Professor Peter Williamson predicted a gradual shift in China's economy over the next two decades, away from the export-centric environment of today. Domestic demand and internal consumption will increasingly replace industry as the driver of economic growth. That growth will continue to be the envy of the West, but he feels it's unlikely that the double-digit figures experienced prior to the global financial crisis will be hit again. Professor Williamson speaks from 30 years' experience of working in China with numerous multinationals and joint ventures, and more recently, assisting Chinese companies venturing abroad. Among the most notable changes he's seen is the emergence of an asset-owning middle class, which is now pressing for a more independent legal system. This layer of China's society is, says Professor Williamson, keen to protect its property rights and achievements and not have their work devalued by a party administrator. Is he talking about a shift towards democracy? I think what you will see is a gradual
0: transition to more participation. I wouldn't call it democracy because I don't quite know what it's going to look like. Uh, there's a lot of countries in Asia that are essentially notionally democracies, but are really almost one-party state in, in the sense that one party dominates the uh, political scene, and most of the disagreement occurs within that ruling party, and most Asian countries fell into that category, even some very developed ones today. So I, I think you'll see more factions within the Communist Party, and you've seen some of those come to fore in the press a little bit uh, recently with the Bo Lai uh, issues. Um, uh, but I don't think you'll see a multi party state emerge uh, anytime soon. But there will be new ways of the voice of the public. Uh, being taken into account in policy, and new ways of actually uh, engagement with people. I'm not quite sure what they're going to look like, but I don't think we should assume that everything will move toward a kind of Westminster-style democracy, because there's a variety of different kinds of forms of government around the world. Even if we look across the channel, to France, for example, it doesn't work quite the same way as our, our system works. So China will have a participation with Chinese characteristics.
1: They'll have a look at all the alternatives before they opt for the one that they think they should have.
0: I think there's an element of both looking around the world for the alternatives and what works, and also taking into account of where they've come from, what we sometimes call path dependency. <laughs> so you've come up with a certain history, and that's going to lead you in a certain direction. And and that won't be the same as, as the direction, for example, that America went in. That's why you see democracy in Japan works differently uh, from democracy in America. So I think China will have its own uh, own system and the speed of that change will be influenced by the party. One needs to be aware that uh, there are 1.35 billion people in China. The party only has 83 million members. That's quite a small number. And there, those members are spread across all kinds of uh, Uh, different social groups and occupations from peasants through to uh, government administrators and a few years ago uh, entrepreneurs were uh, able to join the party so you've got a rather small uh, group of uh, people in this process and I think the party will, will change to try and work out how to live in this different world we've been describing in terms of people's aspirations and the communication technologies and so forth that occur so I think a gradual Process that will take into account the path and the history of China uh, in terms of determining where it uh, is going. But I, I'd uh, be a brave man if I would really predict what that would look like.
1: Final point: You talk about change and the gradual change. How much of the the recent treatment of Bo Xilai's wife, uh, her trial, and the trial of the policeman, uh, and the way in which Beishilai himself is being now um, expelled from the party? Would that have happened 10 years ago? Would it have been so open 10 years ago?
0: I think the Boshi uh episode, if you can call it that, shows uh, what's changed and also what's not changed. <laughs> I think uh, what's happened to Boshi Lai has got a lot to do with the fact the party... Uh, reacts very strongly against those that try to bypass it. I mean, Mao, uh, prior to Deng Xiaoping, and especially during the Cultural Revolution, was all about trying to bypass the party hierarchy and apparatus go directly to the people. The party takes an extremely dim view of that. And uh, when Bo Xilai tried to do that, essentially lobbying for a place on the state council, the nine-member council that uh, powerfully runs uh, China, uh, they reacted against that. So, because I think they are very aware of uh, the problems of people trying to undermine the power base from within. At the same time, historically, as you say, 10 years ago, probably all of this would have been done totally behind closed doors. So he just would have disappeared, his wife would have disappeared, you would have heard nothing. So, I think it demonstrates that things are changing in terms of transparency and what's happening but they are also not changing in terms of the party making sure that it keeps control of the situation and it doesn't just let chaos uh, reign with all of this and I think it's interesting that uh, the Chinese people uh, are very aware of what a chaotic place China can be, they mostly remember the Cultural Revolution (laughs) and therefore they're willing to accept quite a lot of uh, things that we think are difficult uh, to accept as a democratic country just to preserve stability in the system. And that comes back to something I was saying earlier. They also want to preserve the value of the assets that they've accumulated. Uh, They don't want the whole thing to go into chaos and uh, risk losing everything. So I think what you're seeing is an interesting transition uh, in terms of the party and uh, their interaction with the populace Some more transparency, but some of the old-style don't try to bypass is still there very strongly. Peter Williamson, thank you very much. This programme was produced by the Cambridge Judge Business School as part of its online
1: broadcast series.